0: Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. It's Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my best friend Danielle. Hello, welcome to our Sisters in Zion podcast. Excited to be here with you guys as always. So, right before we pressed record, I started telling Danielle this really random story. (laughs) She's like, Oh, you should tell this story. I'm like, Okay, I don't know exactly where I'm going with it, but sometimes this is how our conversations go. And we've invited the Lord to be here with us, we've invited the The spirit to be here. And I believe that, you know, a lot of you, maybe if you ever have really random thoughts about the gospel, this might be the episode for you. Okay. Um, And if you, if you know people who have, you know, deeper kind of random thoughts, maybe, maybe you'll want to share this episode with them um, or any of the other episodes that we've recorded, we invite you to do that. Um, That's one of our deepest desires is that more people will feel like they can be a part of our conversation to draw closer to Christ. So thank you guys for the shares and the comments and everything that you've already been doing. It's just such an amazing way to bring others closer to the gospel. So I was scrolling on Facebook the other day, and I saw this random post from someone I don't even know. And she was just asking a question like, um, do any of you go to church And, you know, how has that blessed your life or something like that, you know, and I don't even know the girl but I think I saw it because one of the people who commented on her post I am friends with and so my friend who commented is a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she commented that she is and that it has brought so much peace and love into her life and she loves her community with us and all of that. So that was great. And then there were other comments as well, you know, talking about different Christ fellowships and beautiful, you know, worship centers and things like that. All good. And then there was this guy who commented about, (laughs) You guys, I actually don't mean, I I actually totally see where he's coming from. I could, I could totally see myself going down this road, but his comment was along the lines of, don't all of you realize that this is just one big computer simulation and the whole thing is like on this big hard drive and we are just, you know, ones and zeros that are just, you know, playing out these parts. And it's just this big computer. It's like, it's like a matrix, I guess, kind of a feeling, you know? And it really, um, it brought up a lot of feelings in me, actually. It brought up a lot, like, okay, so my first feeling is like judgment of like, oh, this kid, like this guy, you know, he's one of the, oh, he's one of those guys, you know? And then my second feeling was like, wow, I mean, he really believes this. Like, where did that come from? And why, why has he chosen that belief system or pattern to find meaning in his life. Like how interesting for him. And then, you know, another thought that came up was kind of like, well, God knows him and loves him. How interesting for, you know, this is these are my thoughts, but, you know, God to allow him to go down that pattern of thinking, like, where is that going to lead him? And I, I believe that God loves him as much as he loves me, maybe even more. Like, you know, I mean, there's not like a respecter of persons kind of a thing, but it really got me thinking. And then I I thought, well, geez, is it possible we are in a computer simulation or not a computer simulation, but like some sort of like, we're all a part of God's imagination kind of a thing. Because I do that sometimes. I honestly do. You guys, I really do. Like I'll analyze the story of my life, of the story of Jesus Christ and you know being born of a virgin and Mary, and even Joseph Smith, and like you know being raised as a farm boy and then finding the the gold plates, you know the story of everything it 's really interesting don 't you think i mean it 's a story so it 's true, but how do you know it 's true, and how do you continue to build layers um, of your belief in that truthfulness? Um, I believe it it relates back to Also, like one of our very first episodes that we ever did, we talked about being anchored in Christ. It's a great episode. Actually, you guys should go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to that one. But being anchored in Christ and being anchored in those things in the gospel, um, for me as a child, my parents could tell you this, I'm a questioner. Like, I want to know why. Yeah, but why? But why is it like that? But what, you know, who says it's like that? Is that some sort of like patriarchal, like passed down from generation, not even necessarily like all true. Does it all have to be true? What if we are in a computer simulation where, you know, like it was all programmed to be this way? (laughs) This is deep. I told you, I told Danielle before, she's like, do you have something you want to talk about? I'm like, yeah, but it's super weird. Like all the things, you know, I can go down these roads and, um, and I can come back from these roads And I can stay safely in God's hands in these roads. Yeah, go
1: ahead. I have a question though. So the thought, okay, two, two things. The thought of the fact that we are in a computer stimulus or simulation, just like the matrix, right? It's bizarre. Okay. The thought that Joseph Smith saw God, the father and Jesus Christ in the grove. And then angels spoke to him and led him to these gold plates and he magically translated. It's bizarre. Yeah. So which makes either one correct?
0: And how do you know? I, I want to turn to the scriptures because <laughs> I feel that that is where the truths reside. I want to add one more thing though that I think is bizarre. Actually, I've been thinking, um, I have been drawn to, in my scripture study now, there was one morning I woke up about I don't know. Maybe a month ago, or maybe more. I woke up and all of a sudden, the story of Ruth came to my mind, and I was like, "I want to read about her." I, what a cool story! So I went to the Book of Ruth and started reading. And pretty Ruth is not a long book, as it turns out. <laughs> um, so that led me to the Book of Samuel. So I'm actually currently reading in the Book of Samuel, and then I'm also reading in the Book of Alma. Um, I I actually, in the mornings now when I'm reading, I'll I'll read from the Bible and the Book of Mormon. I've been really enjoying it. It's so, my favorite favorite article of faith is we believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, you know, all all, all that and so forth, right? So... Um, I love to read about the Old Testament. I love to learn like how God dealt with his people then. And it is bizarre. Oh my gosh. Like, like the prophet Samuel killed a guy. In the book of Samuel like it like there was this commandment that God gave to you know the children of Israel to go out and kill every single person in this entire you know village or whatever and Saul who was the king then he he kept some prisoners and he also let his people keep the animals so they they took the spoils of the war and God had commanded them to To not save anything, no animals, no adults, no children, nothing like annihilate them. That was the commandment. Okay, first of all, that's for our world. That is bizarre. Oh my gosh. But then Samuel um, receives a message, you know, for Saul. Like basically, God comes to the prophet Samuel and says, You tell Saul he's in trouble. Like he's lost favor with me because he did not follow the commandments. And so, Samuel in this chapter, Actually goes and kills the last guy. He's like, I don't know what you were saving this guy for, but we're done with him. God has commanded us to kill everybody. So Sam because everybody. Okay. So you relate that to like today? Like, and, and I don't mean to be, you know, blasphemous, you guys. I'm not meaning to be this way, but I'm like, so Russell M. Nelson like kills a guy? Like, is that a you know what I mean? Like that's that's our prophet. So to put ourselves like in these situations where we cast judgment about like what was going on in the, you know, in that culture, in that, that dispensation is like, yeah, it's all kind of bizarre. And then I read in the scriptures as time goes on. I mean, we're talking thousands of years, right? And I read in Alma and then I read in the Doctrine and Covenants and I was guided. I was sitting in the temple. Um, last week, I like to try to do worship Wednesdays. Those are my days I go to the temple if if I can. Most of the time I do. Um, Sometimes it's a big time struggle, but I really try to make it a goal. And I was sitting in the temple and there is um, a picture of Christ breaking bread with two people. You can tell one of them is Judas because he has like a a dark energy around him, you know, and then the other one's one of the other prophets and he's handing the sacrament to them. And in the temple, I love to open the scriptures like at random, you know what I mean? So just like, open the like, okay, Lord, just wherever I need to read right now, like bring it, bring it forth. And I opened to DNC 89, which happens to be the word of wisdom. And I was reading about, uh, you know, I just, I've been trying to adopt a much higher level of health lately. Like I really, I mean, it's like layer upon layer, right? But I've been really doing a lot more like, you know, eating good fats and drinking, you know, like really, really healthy, you know, smoothies and drinks and and not having bread and um, any sugar. I haven't had sugar for almost a year, but anyway, doing my best. And the Lord shows me Doctrine and Covenants and I was reading it and I was interpreting it and I actually felt a little bit confused about it. I'm like, oh, what? Well, doesn't say exactly what I thought it said, you know. And there's so many interpretations, right? So I think the theme of this pod is interpretations of like truths and and like perceptions of like what um, you know what what is perceived as truth to different people. Um, and then I had, I guess, to bring it all together. I wish I could find the scripture. I don't know because then I started reading in DNC eighty eight, which is pretty much like the longest section. Is that like the longest section? It's like seven pages. It's amazing. Um, I realized that like everyone is on a different plane. Like it's like the existence in our own mind that we are creating. We are living out this existence, and this particular you know person who believes that we are in a computer simulation like you know based on his experience and what he knows to be true that's that's his truth right now and i wonder if like you know the missionaries were to find him right now and try to explain to him you know the book of mormon and the story of joseph smith and the plates and the angels and the restoration like maybe he would believe it you know my, i mean if he's if he believes in a computer simulation like maybe he would believe it but he's going to believe it because and we all believe it. And this is what your question was, right, Danielle? Um, because the spirit witnesses the truthfulness of things to us. Um, but for me personally, I'll be honest, this is a challenge for me. Like, Because I guess my, my mind is so... I'm, I'm pretty open-minded, you know? So I can see different perspectives like on all sides. And... Um, Sometimes it's actually difficult for me to navigate through truths and I can go off on tangents like I have been today. (laughs) Um, But I'm hoping that, you know, some people who maybe relate to the way I think about things in such depth and confusion, um, you know, might find peace in knowing that studying the scriptures is what anchors me back like that's my thing i'll just keep studying and 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 questioning too right i'm like what the prophet killed somebody like did i seriously just read that like what you know and so it's opening my mind though right like it's opening my mind to the mind of god and how not everything is exactly maybe even the way you thought it was but the gospel is still true i
1: think that's a good way to put it though it's pers- there's so many different perspectives and keeping yourself anchored with the scriptures, but then you even say, well, why do you keep yourself anchored with the scriptures? And it goes back to like, well, why is, you know, why Noah, you know, why all these things that are really bizarre to us in this day and age and time and all, you know, whatever, it doesn't mean they're not true, but how do you know they're true? And it comes back to the fruits of the spirit. And, you know, God created our bodies and going back to the brain, right? And the heart and how they're wired and how they, you know, fire. And there's a reward pathway. When we are on the right path or thinking, you know, path, for example, we have actual reward pathways in our brain. And those, the spirit, when the spirit perceives truth, it causes those reward pathways to feel good. You feel good. It feels right it feels true it feels at peace and you know the other day i was praying to have you know talking to father and i was just saying how much i loved it like talk to him and how good it feels and all of a sudden i realized oh wow like this is very different than just the mundane chatting with other people or taking care of business, calling my credit card company, you know what I mean? I was like, there. I'm not saying, you know, because those things aren't rewarding at all, but it's also very different than things that are rewarding, like winning at bingo, you know what I mean? That's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't really play bingo, but I just thought of that. <laughs> but winning at something is rewarding, it's fun but it's different feeling than the reward of enlightenment and things, the fruits of the spirit. And we as a human being cannot fabricate those. If I take to God and say, hey, I want to know, are we in some matrix computer system? And Or maybe not even do you want to take it to God or maybe you don't believe in God, so you're gonna you're just going to sit with that idea. But do you feel love with that thought? Do you feel peace? Do you feel comfort? With a bizarre thought like that, or do you feel love and peace and comfort with the bizarre thought like Joseph Smith translated this foreign language into English with miraculously without having to make, you know, within three months or whatever it was and not having to make any changes or anything pretty, pretty cool. There's, it's miraculous, right? Yeah. But it, you, you, this spirit is the, is the main difference there. And do you seek that? Do you seek that that confirmation, that love, peace, joy, the fruits of the spirit that cannot be fabricated, they're gifts from God?
0: I love that. And I'm glad you brought that up too, you know, I, I'm just going to go right into this because I feel like this is a little bit of a controversial topic in our church right now, which is the book, The Saints, um, that the church released, which is, you know, based on all of the truths from Joseph Smith's journals and other journals, you know, that are truths that, um, you know, I wouldn't say have been hidden, but are were not really brought to like the forefront of our history. And I believe that some people have looked at those um, journals and the, that book, and it's really, really rocked their testimony. Like, seriously shaken. I know one friend in particular who's really struggling with this and having a hard time coming to church now because her testimony has been rocked. And, like, she didn't want her testimony rocked. You know what I mean? Like, here she is, like, doing a good job, like, doing all the things that. She feels like doing and then you know now her testimony's rocked and it's like so irritating to have your testimony rocked sometimes. I find myself like when I even what was brought up for me with this guy with the computer matrix comment, I was like, it didn't really rock my testimony, but it made me question it for a second. You know, I was like, okay, is that possibly true? Um, and even if it was true, I think what's important to understand is that we don't comprehend the mind of God. We don't comprehend it. So all we can do is follow the piece by piece that he's given us and understand that this is the basics of understanding. But when we try to understand outside the mind of God, I believe that's where Satan is right. He's right there. He's like, oh yeah. Okay. I know where you want to go. I'm going to take you on that journey. Let's go. You know, and here you go off on this like fantastical journey to the stars and all those things. And I think we've maybe talked about this a little bit before, but like, I look at like the patterns of, of truth that are, that are in the stars and like, you know, numerology and crystals and astrology and all those beautiful patterns that are there and like just all of that like symmetry and um, there's a lot of truth there. And we don't talk a lot about those truths in our church, like in our day-to-day lessons, but if you got you guys, like if you go to uh, D and C eighty-eight, <clears throat> I want to read this because it's like so interesting. And it, I do believe it is an invitation from God to explore more of the depth, more of the like really like divine intricacies of His truth and His patterns. He says. And they give light to each other in their times and in their seasons, in their minutes, in their hours, in their days, in their weeks, in their months, in their years. All these are one year with God, but not with man. Like it's breaking down. This is DNC 8844. It just broke down the the value of time and numbers. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like reading that. I'm like, yeah, there is value in time and numbers. There is a pattern in numerology, in things like that. So it's not, it's not bad, right? He's, he's acknowledging that there is um, patterns and seasons for these things. And then he goes on to say, the earth rolls upon her wings. Did you know that the earth is a female? Interesting. Gives her a, gives her a name, gives her a her, gives her a gender, interestingly enough. And the sun giveth his light by day, and the moon giveth her light by night. And the stars also give their light as they roll upon their wings in their glory in the midst of the power of God. And then he goes on to say, Unto what shall I liken these kingdoms that ye may understand? So he's saying, It's like trying to, it's like when I'm talking to my three year old and I'm like, How do I get you to understand my mind? Like, you can't understand my mind. I can't tell you all these things. He's saying that to us, like, Oh, my little children, how can I help you understand? So he says, Behold, all these are kingdoms, and any man who hath seen any or the least of these hath seen God moving in his majesty and power. So if you've seen the sun, the earth, the moon, and the stars, then you've seen God. That's what he's saying. What the heck does that mean? Like, it's amazing. I'm going to go on. I have two more verses. I say unto you, he hath seen him. Nevertheless, he who came unto his own was not comprehended. That's talking about Christ, right? Christ came right down, right to his people, and they did not comprehend who he was. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Nevertheless, the day shall come when you shall comprehend even God, being quickened in him and by him. I wrote in the margin of that verse, we will comprehend all things one day. Um, so comprehending truth, uh, it's, it comes in layers. It comes through the scriptures. Um, it comes from the spirit and it's, it can be quite individual based on our background, based on where we are currently, right. And in our life. And it's, it's a beautiful journey. I think when we, um, look to other people's journeys with love as well. Even the, you know, even the man on Facebook, I look at his journey with love. I'm like, wow, interesting. Like God is so good. God will make that right. I know he will. And it's not my place to judge or anything. It's just, wow, what an interesting point of view that is. Um, One more thing about a point of view. I've thought a lot about this, you know, in our uh, studies with Come Follow Me this year, it's all about, the new testament and and reading in depth about jesus christ and like what he came to do and like i want you guys to think about just think about this for a minute okay you're at church and you're learning lessons and you've been learning these lessons you are a devout member of the church your family is members of the church you guys are good like you're doing your best doing all the rituals all the sacrifices like all the meals all the scripture study everything and here comes this man who like shakes things up and is like, yeah, no, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry. No, we do heal on the Sabbath. We do these things. We do, you know, different things. And I'm going to call out your bishop and I'm going to call out your stake president. And I'm going to call out the members of the 12 apostles. I'm going to call them all out. I mean, and and i don't mean it disrespectfully but i'm just, if you read in the scriptures in the new testament these are some of the things that are going on with our with with jesus christ and and the members of the sanhedrin and all the you know all the evil that was woven into the church but but understand that like as members of the church like people like us that are you know we're not we're leaders but we're not like making the big heavy decisions you know we're just following and being obedient and serving each other in our best way and here comes this person who is calling out our leaders that we have been commanded and, and have, you know, had a pattern, right, of following. I mean, is it not slightly understandable that his own, as the scripture says, he, they couldn't comprehend him? I don't have the answers for all these things. I'm just pointing out in this episode that it is understandable that his own couldn't comprehend him. And it is understandable in our own lives as well that sometimes we can't comprehend him and others who are members of our family or are in our church or wherever they are around the world in Asia and Thailand and Utah and everywhere. We can't always comprehend all of it. And each of those kingdoms, as he puts it, they all have their different seasons and times and light. And, and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm excited about just trying to learn more. And I guess that's what I'm trying to tell you guys today. Like, just keep trying to learn more. And as you said, Danielle, like paying attention to the feelings that bring more love And light and joy and the feelings that bring more fear and darkness and, you know, just be smart enough to recognize that like, oh, this is bringing fear and darkness. I probably shouldn't go down that road, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I think that God, or, you know, if you didn't even believe in God, let's just say you're just here in mortality and you exist and you have no idea how and why or what created you. You don't know anything. But then there's certain thoughts and there's certain beliefs that you start to acquire that feel just awesome they help you feel enlightened and you feel good and and so that's what i'm saying that's he created our bodies to have that those desires that would come for us that feel just way you know not not saying like good like feeling like full like your belly's all full which does feel good for a reason we're meant to eat right Mm -hmm. but really there's a enlightenment that 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 peace, that love that you would prefer over eating because it feels so fulfilling to the soul, right? And that's what Christ talks about is those that are thirsty will never, you know, thirst again with his word because it's, it's that your, your body is programmed to know truth, to understand truth. And I, you know, I was thinking about John Pontius's, um, one of his blogs, he talked about, how there's an easy way for all of us to know that there is a God. And he said, if you, and he, he said, "If you think of um, a mom crossing the street with a baby in a stroller, would you want to, in your car, hit that stroller, that baby in the stroller? And you might be repulsed by even the thought, right? But why are you repulsed by the thought? Think about that. Like why does the thought repulse you? Because you are programmed, Mike, we're computer programmed (laughs) (laughs) by an eternal God that programmed us, which is called the light of Christ, which lights up the stars and the sun and the moon. The light of Christ is an energy. It's an amazing power, but it's also what illuminates our brains to know it's not okay to hit that little child with a car. Mm-hmm. All of us know that. We, mm-hmm. can, we can deaden that and give in to um, evil influences and do that, but it doesn't, that, that na- does not fill in line, does not feel at peace, and you're usually in a prison anyway. It doesn't feel peaceful there. But <laughs> the point being is that, let's testify, and I love how we talk about that, that testifies to you there is a God, because how else would you know that? If we're just existing in some computer program, well, you're programmed to know good right from wrong, good from bad. Right. It's natural.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think also, you know, to adopt the belief, going back to the computer programming, to adopt the belief that it is some simulation, you know, really to me says there's been a lot of pain that you, you know, that individual is trying to remove responsibility from you know from himself and even from like people who have hurt him or something you know what i mean like there's a lot of responsibility there um when you don't want to believe that you are responsible for your own actions um it's a cool it's a cool analogy so anyway i you know that's most of my thoughts for today i, I sometimes we we have like a strong beginning and a lesson and and i i guess i feel like today i wanted to be a little more op- you know open up the side of my mind my personality that is all about the questions um, just to give permission to everyone you know who's listening that like those questions are real and valid and they make sense and you know just again i would invite you to use the lens of the gift of the holy ghost if you've received that or you know the light of christ at the very least and you know filter all of your questions through that and then search the words of god don't go google you know some for somebody's blog post or some opinion about whatever like read the scriptures that's where god's words are and it can be a really fun journey. I, I go through phases in my life where I'm feasting upon the words of Christ, speaking of, you know, being hungry and thirsty. Sometimes I don't feast on them. You know what? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, uh, robotically, <laughs> I'm computer program to open my scriptures and read. You know, thank goodness. I'm so grateful for that program though. You know, and and here's the truth: we can choose the programming that we want, right? And I think that's like that's an important point. I am choosing to be programmed by jesus christ i want that program think about it when you say i want to be more like christ i want to be more like jesus well you want his programming right
1: well that's your agency but the reward program is something that is already programmed in you that reward is there yeah you don't get to choose the consequences right the good or bad consequences but yes you have complete agency in those
0: Whatever you want. But, but what I'm saying is like I want my muscle memory, like I <clears throat> I recognize my own weakness in my body. I know what my faults are. I know my dark. We all have shadows. We all have those dark places, right? I want to overcome those dark places that are a part of my personality and everyone's personalities with the programming of Jesus Christ. Like I really do. I want my muscle memory to be like, oh, well, what does Kirsten do when she's faced with a doubt or a question or a judgment? She turns to the scriptures. Like that's a program. You know what I mean? And yes, it is my agency, but I'm choosing, I'm using my agency to Happen. be programmed, right? Like I, what does Kirsten do on Wednesdays? She goes to the temple. What does Kirsten do? You know what I mean? Like what, what is it like when Kirsten's seeking like extra divine guidance, she fasts, right? That's a program. Like I'm adopting those things and I don't have to, but I want to. Yeah, because there's a real I, reward. I believe in that reward and I believe most importantly that that is what the Savior would do. And if I'm truly seeking to be like him, then... I do what he does, right? I follow his follow the leader. <laughs> I'm going to follow him. That's my leader. So there's patterns there and and programming there. You know, hey, it turns out the computer program guy, like maybe he totally knows what he's talking about. Um, I'm all about it. I'm all about being programmed in the gospel. I want it. I want. To, I'm choosing to be programmed in the gospel for sure. Yeah.
1: And I think just to kind of wrap the whole thing up is, as you, each of us, right, that we're questioning different things that maybe don't make sense to us. It is our choice. What do we want to turn to, to find out truths to, and then also how do you know if it is true? And we just like talked about like the fruits of the spirit. And if that feels desirable to you to feel that enlightenment and that love and that, that peace and that joy and those things that, you know, really do feed your soul, then you're going to keep seeking that. And that's really, you know, whether it sounds bizarre or not that a 14 year old boy claimed he saw God in Christ or, but when you pray about it and you look at the fruits of it, does it, does the, does the spirit speak to you? Does it, does it feel like it's right? And I know for me, you know, I, I remembered gaining my testimony. I remember thinking, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but all the, the fruits that he, he brought forth do do make sense. Right. I get so much enlightenment from reading, you know, the Book of Mormon, which is a fruit from Joseph's claims.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, and you look at the principles of for for me one of the biggest things that i have a testimony of is is having a forever family actually like the temple work the genealogy and those things there is so much power there it's Amazing. Oh my goodness, you guys. I actually just um, was reading my patriarchal blessing. I, I hadn't read it for a long time because I actually lost it, but you can request it if you didn't know this. You can go to lds.org and log into your account and request your patriarchal blessing and they will send it to you like on the they'll upload it to your to your back office and <laughs> your LDS tools. And so I was reading it and <laughs> A lot of it uh you know at the you know a lot of it felt like it had had happened, and it was great and but the, but there was this one part that was about genealogy, and I just like I remember when I first read it when I was seventeen, and I was like, Oh yeah, genealogy, like cool, you know it wasn't i don't know just when I was growing up, it just wasn't as easy or accessible you know it didn't feel like it was my calling, and now I was like, Oh my gosh, <gasps> there's so much power here, and yeah, like Joseph Smith being a 14-year-old boy and, and seeing God the Father and all that, like that's that's a story and it is a story, I believe. Um, it it You can't have one without the other. Like it's it's part of it. You don't get to choose which parts of that story like actually happened and actually didn't. Like it's all a fully present layered, you know, story and it's all there, much like a lot of the stories in the Old Testament that you're like, okay, like, whoa, that's all there. Um, But then you look at, for me, what fires me up is genealogy work, temple work, like family history and the power of knowing that these souls are waiting for these ordinances that can only be done in when a spirit is in a body, in embodiment. And those words are actually spoken, like there's power there. There's so much power there. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for Joseph Smith and for His courage. I'm not even trying to say that he was perfect. In fact, I know that he wasn't, just like you and I aren't perfect. But I will say one more thing about him. You know, I think if any of you looked at my sins and the things that I have done, and maybe even the things that you have done, like some of the worst things that some of us have ever done, and then all of a sudden, you know, we we were called to be a prophet. Like, Could you really judge me based on like what I was doing in that moment, in that time with my understanding, with my perspective, with my family background, with all those things? Like, Could you really judge my calling to be a prophet? Not saying I'm called to be a prophet, by the way. Don't quote me on that. Just saying, you know, like there's so much judgment that we cast based on our own limited perspective and understanding of the times. And and of the light that different people receive at different times. So, I think um, I'm grateful for this space, you guys. I'm just grateful, like, to feel like it is a safe place. I've always wanted it to be that for you guys. Like, that was my initial thought: was I want there to be a safe place for saints to gather, specifically, you know, women in the church to talk about our our truest feelings and thoughts about things. So, I hope you guys can feel my authenticity and my love for the Lord and commitment to um, to choose in, to choose that program of following our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I testify that that program is the program that leads to eternal families. And it leads us back to becoming the most like our Heavenly Father and Mother. And I'm grateful to be on this journey with you guys. So thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you and appreciate your comments and your shares and everything. It's just such a, such a great community. I hope you guys feel comfortable inviting others into it. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.